city news and theater facts Behind the scenes, behind the acts Interviews with artists and staff Will make you think and even laugh some weeks City Speaks City Speaks City Speaks Hello and welcome back to City Speaks, a new play podcast coming to you from the south side of Pittsburgh. I'm your host, Montez Freeland, one of the co-artistic directors at City Theater, and I'll be taking you behind the scenes at City to explore the people, places, and stories that shape the plays on our stages. And I have to say the show, not necessarily a play that's on our stage right now, Live from the Edge, featuring the wonderful Ensemble Universes, is currently playing until October 31st. And I am privileged and honored to have two of the players, two of the wonderful artists who are in the piece, Chris Mansa and yeah. Sophia Ramos. Welcome and thank you for being here. Thank oh, you. Thank you for having us. Yes, it's a Friday night. Y'all just killed it. I watched it on the monitor. Kill the stage. Yes, yes, Friday yes. Night. All right. Hey, hope we don't have to pay for that. Uh oh. <laughs> we got it. It's a parody. It's a parody. We got it. Well, that's Mark Masterson, you know, chip in. <laughs> We're going to have some fun tonight as we kind of get to know these artists and get to know their journey and what has led them here to Pittsburgh. So I got to ask you first how's Pittsburgh been treating you? Uh, you want the truth? No. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll make it all nice and tie it up with a bow. It's been wonderful. Mm -hmm. It really has. Actually, the um the staff here is fantastic, and every and it's just been a joy to be back and back on stage. And I the last time I was in Pittsburgh was a very long time ago, and it is beautiful here. The last mm -hmm. time I was here, it was still very kind of like industrial looking yeah. and. And now it's just, it's blossomed and it's beautiful to be here. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's all gentrified and stuff now. Oh, no. shit. Sure. Is that <laughs> what happened? You see? A little bit. That's messed up. Oh, well. <laughs> I mean, just kept. Yeah. How no, about you, Chris? I've been, uh, I've been having a blast. It's, it's so nice to see water. I've been down in Texas mm. and like all this nice, fresh water and like the breeze and the cool weather and, I just love the city life, and so I've been I've been having a blast. You know, um, I went up to Mount Washington to that little bakery, took the little trolley. You know, the trolley to take you up. Oh yeah, the incline. Man, I've I never had, been on that it. bakery. Yeah. On point. Now I'm gonna have saying. to go out now. No, it's a bakery at the end of it. I mean, <laughs> nah, it's a bakery gotta at go. the end of this trail. You gotta. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So where are y'all from? Where are you from? And I always ask people uh, if you could tell me where you're from, if, and if I were to visit it. What should I do? What's the first thing I should do in your hometown? Oh, man. Well, I'm from Detroit, Michigan. All right. Um, the D. Born and bred. And what you should do now, you should go downtown. It's, mm. it's uh, been gentrified and it's nice and safe and well lit. And the river walk is nice. And so you should go downtown and enjoy some of the great food. You got to go, though, hands down to Coney Island. You have to go to a hole in the wall, Coney Island, that looked like you should not be there. And the health inspector might have gave it a failing grade, but it's going to be the best Coney you've ever had. Okay. So you got to do that. All right, cool. Wait, okay. hold up, hold up. Coney Island? What's that? 
It's because the Coney Island I know is Coney Island in Brooklyn. Yeah, see, yeah. Coney Island. <laughs> Wait, no, hold on, so, hold on. What's, what's oh, what Coney oh, Island? What hold kind of, on, hold what on, kind of hold appropriation on. is <laughs> this? See, he said it was gentrifying. Let me set the record straight all right. for all my Detroiters right here. We ain't talking about no rides and amusement <laughs> well, then what and is fun. It? We talking about food. We talking uh-huh. about where you grub, where you get the chili cheese fries with the American spread, with the yeah <laughs> going on, and you go go to grub. That's what I'm talking about. Where where you get the good food? It's just a good food spot, and uh, uh, that's terrible for your arteries, I'm sure. But it's good but, for your heart, <laughs> you know, the inside of your heart. You. It's good to you. Yeah, I had the same question. I mean, I'm not so cultured, so I was like, it's a different Coney Island, I yeah. guess. Y'all gonna quit disrespecting my Coney? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no Friday night smackdown over oh, here. Gosh. <laughs> So um, I am from New York City, uh, originally from the Boogie Down Bronx, hey. uh, then the Lower East Side, but I've been on the island of Manhattan for 35 years mm. now. And um, what what is there not to do in Manhattan? <laughs> so I don't know what to tell you. There's, there's a ton of stuff to do in Manhattan. that you. I'm a mom now, so I don't get out. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I will tell you that, uh, uh, you know, you can you can go where can you go you can go to hell's kitchen oh, okay i'm about to say what <laughs> you can, you, what i do i said it right i like you can go to hell. And i said you can go to hell kitchen. so you can go to hell's kitchen there are wonderful wonderful uh, restaurants there and broadways in walking distance okay so yeah ain't no yes. coney island Well, or you could go to Coney Island and go to the real Coney Island, (laughs) and I would recommend going seeing the Mermaid Parade if you ever go to Coney Island. The Mermaid Parade, okay. And the sideshow is still happening there, and it's fantastic. So a Mermaid Parade, I mean, like you know, mermaids don't walk, so how they parade? Believe me, New Yorkers find a way. (laughs) You will see lots of flesh and lots of things that you shouldn't see, but it's like Sodom and Gomorrah, uh, but for children. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, that is a promotion for you right there, there, okay? So I have a question for you both. Um, You've lived in this show. You're doing the show live from the edge. How would you describe the show to an audience, someone who's never seen it before? Uh, It's one speed. Actually, it's multiple speeds. You know, it is something that uh, you got to see it. It's something that is very um, spiritual. Mm-hmm. It is very true to artistry as, as I've come to know it. And, and that it takes everything that you can think of as like, oh, what is art? What is art? What is theater and performance? And we put it on stage. I don't know how we do it. I don't know how it happens, really, but it's this wonderful collaboration of artists, and we come together and we tell these stories that are so true to where we come from as individuals and where we come from as a culture. And we tell these, we tell it in such a beautiful way that when I was able to first witness, you know, kind of what they do, I was taken back and I've never seen anything quite like it still to this day mm. um, so it's, it really is something that you have to witness to fully understand what it is we do I agree that's my way I out agree. of the question yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> that's the way getting people into the seats that's how we do that so uh, I was so like 
ensconced in that response that I forgot the question. What was the question? <laughs> how would you describe? Oh, how would I describe the, the yeah, Jesus? That's an easy question. Okay, so what's interesting about universes is that, um, uh, and I said this at the live talk that we had uh, with the audience, is that universes does something that is really ancient, and it's just a modern version of like gathering and storytelling mm -hmm. and telling story through beat, mm -hmm. through song, through poetry. And what I really love about uh, what we bring forth on that stage is that we are telling the truth. Yes. And I, I know that it's very hip to say, speak your truth, but I kind of feel like we're telling the truth. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's right. not just our truth, it's the truth. And that's rare to see in, in theater. Uh, I mean, at, at least it's rare to see as, as, as bold and as brash and as, as honest and gritty as Universes does it. Yes. And it is a pleasure because I am one irreverent mofo. So <laughs> I love every moment that I'm on that stage. Yeah. Um, and it's, and it's, and it's, uh, it's basically like, I feel whenever we're on that stage that we're doing something really old and really sacred mm. when I'm on that stage with them. And, uh, and it's a privilege. Yes. It's a privilege for us to watch it, to mm. experience. And we're not really watching it. We're having memories. We're listening. We're thinking about people who are here, who have passed on. We are honoring those who, you know, as I said in the show, that who can't be on that stage. So you're, you're right. It's ancient in that sense, in that tradition. It's a real responsibility mm -hmm. to, and this is something I, to this day, I kind of, I'm really adamant about bringing my best, um, most authentic truth. Because like you said, it's like people are having memories and we're telling stories of people who can't get up there in front of all these people and tell their truth. So it is a, it is a heavy uh, honor, honor to, to be able to get up there with these folks and, and to share that space and create that space. Nice, nice. So, I mean, Universus has been around for 26 years. Mm. Now, how did you get involved with them? How did you get into, was it like SNL? You know, you got to bring all your stuff to you to the audition. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they say, no, you're going to do this piece. You know, how does it work? Because I'm trying, I'm low-key trying to get in. Come on, so. come on now. So, so, so the first thing you got to know before I tell you how I met them is that universes, like, if they clock you, they clock you because they know you got some extra special sauce. Mm -hmm. And when you show up, they basically say, okay, do your shit. Oh, can I say that? You can oh, say do, shit. We can okay, all we say, can say shit. shit. Yeah. So, so they say, okay, do your shit. So it's not like traditional theater where it's like, we're going to have like, you know, rehearsal from this to this. It's like, bring your shit. Let's hear your shit. Yes, no, that works. That doesn't work. Now let's do the shit. Mm -hmm. And there that's what go. keeps it in that vein of ancient. That's mm. what keeps it real. And I met, oh, so... Uh, in 2000, what was 2014 when uh, Michael Brown was murdered? Mm. Um, I was devastated by that, and I was—I mean, I broke out in hives, and I had—I was raising two young uh, black sons, and I was like—and I, I got on my knees and I prayed, and I said, God, please send me something, uh, something creative that I can do that will, that will help help me through this, and I got a call 
a week later to audition for Party People. And I don't know if you're familiar with Party People. It's a play that they spent years uh, doing research uh, with the Black Panther Party and mm. the Young Lords Party and uh, writing these stories of these uh, activists and these revolutionaries. And when I, when I came across, <laughs> I said, yes, Lord, you answered my prayer. And I went in and I killed that audition because mm. I was like, I'm representing, I get to represent a Puerto Rican revolutionary. That is everything. And, um, and I got cast and, I, and I, did, I went on the party people journey with them. And that's how I met them. And, and it, was, it was a blessing. They saved my soul. Mm. That show saved me. Yes. Now, when we say them, we are talking about the founders mm. of Universe, yes. the co-founders, right? Mildred and Steven Sapp. Mm. Yes. Wanna, yes. And, and Ninja, Ruiz, yes. the, the three of them wrote that, right? The three of you guys wrote that? Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. And how about you, Chris? Oh, man. Um, I was at, in 2015, I was at Western Michigan University um, with my other cohort, my sister, my brother, Asia, and Nate Mark. And um, me and Asia, we were in theater together, and we had just finished the show, and we had this audition for Ameriville. University Tech brought a show to Western, and we were told, you know, really do your research. Joan Harrington, shout out to Joan. <laughs> she loved them. She was like, do your research on these people. Like, this is a huge deal. And I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's one of those things where, we, we do the, I get cast in the show, obviously, and we do the show, and I'm so infatuated by what they do. I, I can't help but to, to need to get it. Whatever it is that they have, I'm like, I need this. I need this. And so I'm asking questions all the time. I'm like, and I'm genuinely like, okay, how do you, what, what do you, how do you fit in with, do, 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 do? and so time goes on, and, you know, I really believe that they saw something in me that, I wasn't even aware that I I had. I didn't feel like I deserved this like honor, which was like, hey, you got you at the end of the run, they offered me in Asia to join the company, the ensemble. And I was like, uh, yeah, what are you why are you serious? And I didn't think I thought it was a joke. I'm like, me? You know, right. because I felt what they did was here, and I was just this this young sponge trying to absorb all that this like goodness that was coming out of it and i'm just so honored that they uh they saw this this spark in me and they nurtured it and they fanned it and they put a little tinder on it and uh it grew into this fire and now it's, i have this little fire inside and yeah. uh constantly feeding it constantly growing and constantly being challenged uh by the work we do here and so yeah, man, that's how that's how I got here. I believe it. I believe yeah. it. Yeah, their spirit. I just got to tell you, spirit is so palpable, and you mm -hmm. can feel it when you walk into the room. We know that we're with people who care and with people who have something to say, and not for the benefit of yourself, but for the benefit of the culture and for the benefit of people who don't who don't share the culture mm -hmm. to learn, to get new insight, and to understand. Um, so with these pieces, they feel so personal to you, but. Did you write them? Are they yours? Are they not? Are you slipping into someone else's piece? Like, how does that work? I mean, you know, actors act, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, but but if it's something that has lived with someone else and has come from someone else personally, 
Uh, do you have to put that on yourself or how do you find your, yourself inside of those pieces? Um, yeah, some of, a lot of the stuff is already stuff that's from their canon, as, as Stephen says when he's introducing these pieces. Um, and then, but they definitely encourage us to write and bring our own things. So they're like the pieces that I do, I wrote. So those two poems I wrote. And um, since I'm a rock and roll singer, yes, I wanted you are. to. <laughs> yes, you I wanted are. to bring a little Hendrix because Hendrix, to me, is an ancestor that doesn't get enough um, recognition in the black community, especially. So I, I love how they embraced that. Yeah, we're going to do manic depression, and and then and then Nate had a perfect poem that went right in it, you know. So um, yeah, but and th there are other pieces that that we do that are definitely from their uh, body of work. So and and, do you want to? Yeah, the work that they, you know, most of, most of, I have one piece that I wrote myself, um, and, but most of the work is from other members of the, of the ensemble. And the reason why it's so uh, accessible is because the work really is universal. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's a truth that I can go, my interpretation, like what I'm saying is I tap into this universal truth of what it is that they were, that they were going through when they were writing this. And it's just, it's, it really is beautiful in that way that I feel like I can say it as though I wrote it, mm -hmm. you know, as though that I lived this experience and, and I feel it when I'm up there performing it. So. Yeah, we Kudos feel to it them. too. We feel it too, for sure. For sure. Now you mentioned this and I want to jump back to it. Rock and roll, mm -hmm. your oh, voice, yeah. Yeah. both of your voices are just so, uh, eclectic and so different and so you just have such you know so many dynamics and range she got the range <laughs> right now you know <laughs> so how uh chris i'll start with you you do a lot of uh sort of <laughs> instrumentation with your voice the trumpet the guitar was that something that came to you naturally did you bring it to the piece or did was it on the paper that you had to do and you had to figure out how to do it i want i'm gonna know your whole process i'm just i'm gonna steal it so. when when you rock with universes you keep up or you you go swimming and you try not to drown. <laughs> now you either stay on the boat Everybody or you roll and roll and roll. Well, the truth is like I bring what I bring to it, but a lot of what we do is like, especially in the pieces that are already established, is like, okay, you're going to take this part, do it right. And and not that it's any any malice, but it's like we are up here to tell the truth. So if I'm going to take on the honor of I'm, I'm this, it's like, do it the truth, mm. do, do it the right way, do it fully to your capability. And they have a great way of uh, knowing when it's like, no, that ain't, that ain't the best you can do. Uh. And I know you might think it is, but it's not. And so everything that I do has either been established already innate sort of pushed me into into like really honing it or you know i kind of showed up with this thing and they're like great let's hone that and and so it really is a, a collaborative process and um and so really everything i i do in the show i, I can't take full credit for it at all because we collaborate and work on it that's beautiful yeah i mean for those of you who are listening who have not seen the show it really is a an just a parade of riches of talent 
And when I think about what you do in the show and how you have to do this every night, Sophia, and it's a matter of, it's a cry, it's a, it's a wail mm. that I think um, our people have need when they can't do it yeah. and that we sometimes do when we have to do it. And how is it to sort of tap into that place every night uh, to, and, and a follow-up question to that, if that's not what you want to answer, but a follow-up one is like, have you always incorporated poetry into your singing? Oh, Lord. Well, you know, I, as a songwriter, one, one likes to say that they're writing poetry, sure, right? Sure, <laughs> so, so maybe, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's interesting how uh, Universe is basically sitting and doing table work with them. Uh, it, it revealed to me like, oh, yeah, I could do this. You know, I hadn't given myself the leeway, the credit that I, it, that I was capable to do that. Uh, what's interesting about being on stage with universes is the talented riches you're talking about, right? Is the reason that you get to see it is because every song requires that we dig deep and find a place, especially with seven people on stage. You have to listen. So you're in in this mode. We get in this zone where it's all about listening. And then knowing when to step out, listening or step in and step, you know what I mean? Like it's, mm-hmm. it's, um, it's really wonderful. It's great training too, if you've not done it. You know, I'm, I'm kind of older, <laughs> so I've, I, I have like, you know, my, my background in not only as a rock and roll singer for the last 35 years, but, mm-hmm. you know, also as a session singer and all that stuff. So I've been in situations where I've had to do that, but with, with universes, what's wonderful is that, like Mildred says every night, I want to introduce the band. And that is, mm-hmm. she is dead on when she says that. So it's not like you have a band to rely on, you know, where you can maybe step out. No, we are the band. We are the band. So we have to, you know, we have to really listen and be in it. And it's very immersive because of that, you know. Mm-hmm. There is never a time, unless you see us sit down like we do for Steve's piece, there is never a time when we're not listening to each other, you know? So it's, it's, it's nice. It's a real community. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. I mean, I, I'm, I'm embarrassed to say I was sitting there like, it took me a while to realize that there was actually no band that you all were creating the sounds. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow, yeah. you, can't, you can't be this dumb on this. You know, but it, it engulfed me so much. And I was like trying to figure out like, who is making that sound? Who's doing that? And so it really, it blends so well. And you all have such an amazing uh, camaraderie on stage that just is, we can feel it in the audience. I love the improv. I love, you know, Nate cracks me up. <laughs> and, um, you know, Nate cracks all of us. I know he has to, he must, he must. Um, uh, let me see how much time we have. Okay, I can't get into all, I was going to get into the deep stuff, you know, the uh, manic depression stuff. But I feel like one thing that <laughs> I think is so important is that after two years of, Uh, Not being able to practice our artistry in the traditional sense that we um, typically do. How does it feel to get back onto the stage? And what does it do for your mental to be back on the stage? Mm. You know, these last two years cracked open something for me in that I felt free from um, the sort of traditional sense of practicing artistry and what it means to be an artist and what it means to be an actor. You know, I have two degrees in theater. I'm a bachelor's and a master's. And so it's like I went through the training circuit and I still came out 
restricted in a sense of like, who am I as an artist? And as terrible as the pandemic was for me, it forced me to look inside and ask the question, who are you? Who are you as an artist? And I spent the last two years writing and doing things and juggling 30 plates, trying to figure out like, what do I do? What can I offer? And so to come here, it felt like I get to bring all this stuff that I have no idea what to do with and with people I trust and they can help me figure out, okay, this has a place here. And oh, oh, that that's a good thing that take that. And we can use that in, in this part. And so I felt useful. Mm. I felt, um, a part of something bigger than myself. And there's really no better feeling coming out of such an isolated season to come into something bigger and more grand than yourself and, and to impact lives and to change um, the way I view theater and other people as well, hopefully. Yes. Um, I think that for me, what's a, a blessing is that I get to uh, jump back into this with universes mm. because with all the talk that we went through these couple of years, these, you know, 18 months of the pandemic with the theater, we see you American theater mm -hmm. and all the movements that were justified and asking questions. It seems like it only moved the needle a tiny bit. So, uh, the first things that kind of came across m m for me f to audition were some bull crap, mm -hmm. honestly. I and I was just like, no, 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 I'm not doing that. No, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. And then I got the call with the universes. I said, yep, <laughs> I am there. Sign me up. Because um, you get to tell the truth you get to be within community. And when Universes is performing on stage, we are creating community with the audience in a way that uh, traditionally you don't. There's like a, you know, the invisible wall mm -hmm. when you're doing a play. And so it feels to me like very rock and roll. Yes. <laughs> so I love it. So it's, it's home and it's healing and it's really, I, for me personally, I was really surprised at how much I missed the audience. Mm -hmm. And not because of the adoration that they give us and mm -hmm. all that, but just their energy. Audiences are smart and they, and they pick up on things and, they, and, and just having that, 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 that energy go back and forth is absolutely healing. So that's how it's, it's felt like a healing journey to be here. Yes, and mm -hmm. we appreciate you being here because you are part of that moving the needle forward for us putting this at the top of our season and for our audiences coming back to see that this is a type of work that we should be investing in, mm -hmm. that we should look into our communities that's already all around us if we really paid attention because, like you said, the truth, it's around us, but we have to seek it. We have to want to be around, you know, engulfed in it, and we want to, we should want to, be in love with the truth, but sometimes we fall in love with them lies. Mm. They take <laughs> they taste good. They, yeah, well, like especially them if Coney Island food. You know. uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> right. They taste good. Right, right, right. All right. So this will be my last question. 
Um, I want to ask y'all number one uh, before that, like, do y'all hands and feet hurt when y'all done doing this show? Never. Oh, never. Never. Okay, because he's like, you know, 20 something <laughs> and fantastic. We called him for lunch today and he was like in the gym. So, like, okay. So, grandma over here, after I do that tambourine thing, my hand is killing me. I know y'all be hurting. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, oh my Lord, no, no, no. He's going in on that tambourine. And I spend the whole next tune that we do, 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 do. I don't know if you see me, I'm doing this. <laughs> and I'm doing it in character so that I'm looking like it. But I'm really stretching this shit out. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. But it's no, it's so physical for people to think that you're just going to get some folks behind a microphone spitting some fire. Nope. They actually, you're putting your body into it. You're putting your heart and your soul. And it's so impressive because when I look at the last number, I'm like, wow, y'all really lay it out there. It's not like we're just going to, you know, bring it down, bring the mood down and let you go home fine. No, we're going to, you send people home with a fire inside of them that you all possess inside of your hands, inside of your feet. And you never look tired. So it gives us a reason to be like, no. We can't be tired. We have to give them the same energy back. So it's so smart. And we so, appreciate it. Yeah. It's, it's I very y'all. New York though. Yeah. It's very yeah. it's all about it's all about yeah. you hit the top, you you mellow in the in the middle, and then you punch them in the face at the end. That, and that's straight that, up Bronx. <clears throat> that's straight up Bronx. That's all I'm gonna say. Howard, I might need you to come over here and protect me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but my real last question is. Is there an artist that you feel like we should be on to, that we should be listening to, that we should have in our ear? It doesn't have to be a new artist, but I know you mentioned Jimi Hendrix. That could be the one, but somebody who you feel like we should have in our ears. Hmm. Um, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a plug to uh, Max Vernon, who is an incredible playwright and composer. And they composed a, um, a play called The View Upstairs, mm. which is now running in Japan. It's, it has a run in Japan. It's in, anyway, they are an amazing, amazing writer. And I've been working with them for three years. And I swear to God, they are a reincarnation of like a middle-aged woman from New York, from the Lower East Side, <laughs> from like <laughs> 1930s or something. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. Look out. All right. Every nice. time I think of an artist, you know, one name comes to mind, and her name is Mayami. And that's M-E-A-M-I. I the know real her. Mayami <laughs> on YouTube, platform, SoundCloud. Uh, she's a very talented, very talented um, R&B, soul, pop singer, and it's incredible. It's it really it really is this gem that when people finally get their senses straight and discover mm-hmm. them, I'm like, whoa! Mm-hmm. And uh, so, check check that out. All right, got left us with some good tunes in come our ear. Go ahead, and people can listen to those tunes on their way to come see Universes live from the edge at City Theater Company running until Halloween, October 31st. And don't be afraid it's on a Sunday this year. You can still come on out here and get you some religion in this show Let's too go. because you're going to leave with <laughs> you're going to leave with it for sure. I want to thank you Chris and thank you Sophia for spending time after performing to coming and talk with me and for our listeners and um, it's really a pleasure to have you in Pittsburgh and 
I hope you can come back soon. Yes. Thank you so much us. for having us. Yes. Really appreciate it. It's a pleasure. It. Thank yes. you. Thank y'all for listening and enjoy the rest of our season of City Speaks coming to you right here, wherever you're listening to. You can take it with you. Come Thank see the you. show. Come see the show.